بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم continue with the discussion about the situation at the time of death this is all for the purpose of trying to build within ourselves this consciousness of death the awareness of the reality of death that this could approach at any time we have to be forever prepared for it and the various conditions that take place at the time of death to become aware of that and hence we prepare ourselves in such a way that inshallah as a result of the effort of being steadfast on deen at the time of our death we are faced with a situation that is positive we gain the support of the angels we are saved from the deception of shaitan at that time this is the reason that we need to be very uh, conscious about this regularly listening to it reading about it and develop this istihzar and consciousness in our hearts reasons for falling prey to shaitan at the time of death from the above mentioned quranic verses and the narrations of hadith it has been shown that the enemy of our lives and iman the accursed shaitan attacks the iman of man at the critical time of his departure from the world man cannot protect himself from this deceit and trickery unless allah taala's complete mercy is turned towards him and the group of angels repel those shayateen from the above mentioned verse we also come to know that this mercy and assistance from the angels are only for those people who affirm allah taala as the sustainer and nourisher and thereafter remain firm upon it we come to know that this mercy and assistance from the angels are only for those people who affirm allah taala as the sustainer and nourisher and thereafter remain firm upon it thus those who do not have iman and do not testify to him being the sustainer and nourisher are already trapped in shaitan's deceit at this time of death they remain in the same condition and are deprived of allah taala's mercy and the glad tidings and assistance from the angels in fact they become embroiled in the different forms of admonitions and punishments the aspect about the assistance of the angels just today one of our sadhus mentioned that somebody earlier in the ramadan passed away 40 odd years old just was suffering some little flu symptoms and suddenly he was lying on his bed and suddenly told his wife you have to leave the room the angels are going to come now so she what what you talking about so then he repeated what he said a bit firmly so she quickly left the room to go and phone somebody that i don't know what he's saying by the time she came back he had already passed away so this is something as fresh as this month of ramadan that there are those who allah taala makes it apparent to them and makes it a means of ibrat for others also that he actually told her please leave the room the angels are coming this is a support at the time of death for those who are the chosen servants of allah taala in fact this is referring to the people of disbelief that they are deprived of allah taala's mercy and the glad tidings and assistance from the angels in fact they become embroiled in the different forms of admonitions and punishments similarly those who believe 
but are not steadfast on Iman, are also deprived of his mercy and the assistance of the angels. Not being steadfast is of different categories. One is that they lose their Iman. May Allah Ta'ala protect us. The second form is that they become so involved and persistent in such sin and disobedience, which makes apparent that there is no fear of Allah Ta'ala in their hearts, which is the ruh of Iman and Istiqamat. Most of these type of people too at this time fall prey to the tricks of shaitan. Imam Sha'arani rahmatullahi has written many incidents of this nature in his book, Tazkira Qurtubi. Here and there are a few. First incident, there is an incident of a salesman who was so occupied in his business ventures that Salah and other acts of worship never came to his mind. At the time of his demise, he was told to recite La ilaha illallah. However, he begins counting on his fingers and on his tongue were business calculations. He did not get the ability to recite the kalima. In this way, he passed away. Another person who was immersed in the world and who was completely negligent of deen and ibadat was told to recite the kalima. He continued to say, Have you fed my donkey the grass? This was probably his biggest concern at the expense of his daily commitments. So as a result, this is what came out at the time of death. Third incident, people tried to make a person who worked in the bazaar recite the kalima, became involved in multiplying and dividing amounts and passed away in this condition. There was another businessman who would always weigh in full for him. In other words, dust if it was a few grams already sitting in the scale. So now whatever item was weighed in it would be a few grams less. So this was his habit. At the time of death, people said to him, recite La ilaha illallah. He replied, I am in my senses. I can utter whatever I want to. However, when I want to recite the kalima, then my tongue cannot do so because the pins of the weights press down my tongue. The reason for this is that I would not clean the weights of the scales at the time of weighing. Make dua that Allah Ta'ala saves me from this difficulty. People encourage one man to recite the kalima at the time of death. He said, I do not have the power because I used to trouble my neighbors with my tongue. So because of the misuse of the tongue during life, now at the time of death, the tongue became tied from being able to recite the kalima. This aspect of the tongue, we discussed yesterday after Asar, that what a great ni'mat this is. And those who understand the bounty of this ni'mat, then they realize that how valuable it is and how much this tongue should be used correctly. Another man was encouraged to recite the kalima. He said, I do not have the power to recite this kalima. People th- said, think carefully, to which sin has this occurred? He answered, once in my life I committed zina. Probably never made toba from it. As a result, that became the barrier now at the time of death from reciting the kalima. From these incidents we learn that sometimes certain sins become a means for not getting the ability to recite kalima. Do not for not getting the ability to recite kalima tayyibah and falling to the praise of shaitan. 
Apparently, this occurs when a person continues to sin without any concern. He does not repent and does not fear Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, who is there who has, ne- who has never committed any sin at one time or the other? Imam Sha'arani Rahmatullah has mentioned this point at the end of his book, Mukhtasar Qurtubi. The hadith of Hazrat Mimuna anha has passed above. That is, that Jibreel does not come to the janaza of that person who is in the state of janabat, in the need of husal, and sleeps away without wudu, and his death comes in that state. Because the angels do not come into that area where there is a person who is in need of husal. However, if he makes wudu, or tayammum, if he cannot make wudu, the abhorrence of the angels is removed. From this hadith we learn that the angels do not go to such places in which there are things which they abhor. If these things are found by the person passing away, he will be deprived of the assistance of the angels. In this condition, to become the prey to the tricks of shaitan is not difficult. All this is meant to create this istihzar, this consciousness of death. If a person is conscious that death could come at any time, then he will conduct himself in a way that he would not do something that his death comes in a condition that he is disobeying Allah Ta'ala. Once, somebody had given him one jubba as a hadiyah. So, he accepted the gift to accept the hadiyah sunnat. If the person is somebody known, there is no ulterior motive. Sunnah to accept the hadiyah, so he accepted it. So, at a later time, somebody, the khuddam that were there, suggested that this jubba, why not size it? So, if it needs any adjustment or any altering, then that can be done. So, he said, okay, fine. So, he was standing and they brought the jubba. So, as soon as he put it on, so somebody was still seeing that, how is this? He realized that this is below his ankles, flowing below his ankles. So the person who was helping him to size it, he told him, please take it out immediately. So he still was just looking, maybe just probably measured, trying to see how much. He became very annoyed. He said, jaldi nikalo isko. So the person got a shock because of the very firm manner, strong manner that he said it. And he quickly helped him to remove it. Then he was now still shocked, surprised. But what happened now? Why suddenly so quickly? So he said, didn't you see it's flowing below, below my ankles? What if in this moment my moth came? While I was still just sizing this and wearing it. And I had this on in this manner flowing below my ankles. And my moth came in this moment. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Inna Allah la yanzuru ila musbilin. Allah Ta'ala will not look or does not look at the musbil, the one who lowers his garments below his ankles. Allah will not look at him with mercy. So now, can you imagine that if my death came in this moment? But now what brought this very firm reprimand, that take this off right now, was the istihzar of moth. Was this consciousness of death, the reality of death. That this can happen at any moment, any time, anywhere. As the Mufti Mahmoud Sahib, he used to, whenever be making some suffer, some journey, then he would, my grand Pandor Sahib would generally be travelling with him. So he would say to him, that if my death comes here, whichever place they are in, make sure you bury me here. 
don't take me anywhere else. Many a time they would be traveling by train somewhere. And Hazrat would suddenly out of the blue say to him, Or Ibrahim, Mary Moth, Agar Iswak Ajaya, if I pass away now on the train, make sure that the first station that the train stops at, have my janaza removed there, and the nearest Qabristan have me buried there. That the first station take me off, and leave me in the nearest Qabristan. But now in this moving train, where does a person start thinking about that suddenly what might happen or if my life goes? But this was that istihzar of moth, that consciousness of death, as a result of which, this is the way that they conducted themselves, that their lives became an example for thousands, for hundreds of thousands, millions. So, this is the aspect that we have to develop, we have to bring this deep down in our hearts, this reality that death, nobody has escaped death, and nobody will escape death. We all know this reality. But at the back of our minds is that it won't happen now. And no matter what sometimes the age of a person is, somehow that is still there in the back of his mind that this is a reality, it will happen someday definitely, but not now. Whereas, it could happen now. So this is the thing that to develop this consciousness. And when a person has developed that consciousness, inshallah he'll keep prepared for it accordingly. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma, bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta.